Welcome back to the Formers Podcast. Thank you all for joining us the first episode. Kins, we had a fantastic response. We did. It was so fun, too. It was so fun. And it's been really fun hearing just the comments and uh, just encouraging messages about having a Formers Podcast and getting to uh, connect this way. So Mm -hmm. once again, Matt Peel here with you. Yep. Mackenzie Cato over here. And we're just so excited for this episode. And you know what, Mackenzie, if I could summarize this month's episode into two words, you know what those two words might be? What would they be, Matt? I think it would be Camp Love. Camp Love. Yes. So February, it's not just about the 14th. (laughs) It's about celebrating all month long. And that's what we're getting to do here today. So we are so pumped for this episode. And once again, we just want to thank you all so much for joining us. But uh, Mackenzie, we do have some fun updates. We do. I'm excited for them. I'm excited too. There's some good ones. Well, first of all, Leadership Weekend 2021, it's, I feel like, basically right around the corner. And the cool thing about that is it's going to be our first live event since January of 2020. It has been a long time coming, y'all. It has. We are pumped. Just try to think back to what you were doing in January 2020. The sun was shining so bright. <laughs> we were clueless about the current state of yeah. our world. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we are just so looking forward to that. And uh, we obviously know it's a great time to get to connect with our fantastic leadership staff mm-hmm. as we prepare for the summer. It really, I think for myself, always just, it kicks off the summer so well. It's our first event that we do. It gets everyone super excited. Uh, so I know for me personally, I'm really excited to see some summer staff and really just be able to um, connect with everyone. So I'm pumped for that. And I also have a fun announcement. Uh, Matt, March Madness is coming up soon. It is. It is. Because it's almost March. It is almost March. Can you guys believe it? Um, so be on the lookout for an email about how to make a bracket and compete against other formers for some really cool prizes. And Honestly, I do have to say, I I like basketball for the sport that it is, but yes, it I am sport, not. Yes. I would not say I am super knowledgeable about the teams or anything. Okay. Um, so I always make my bracket based on brand colors. If, okay. if I like the brand colors, uh, you're probably going to be number one on my bracket. Um, so let, let me ask you this. Okay. If you've got, let's say, gold and purple okay. versus red and black, who are you taking? Oof. Um, <laughs> probably gold and purple. Okay. I just really, I have a draw to purple, guys. I love I it. That. Yeah. Now, I, I typically like the blues, though. Blues yeah. and greens. I, I, don't, I don't know if I could tell you what teams are blue and green, but I really like blues and greens. Uh, out of all the, you know, 100 and whatever teams who compete to try to be one of the 64, yes, blue and green are very, very popular. Is that good? Okay, so great. you made a good choice. Thank you for that encouragement. <laughs> now, if you're out there listening and you think that the red and black team I'm talking about is Georgia, it's not because Ooh. we never make it into the tournament. Okay. So that's not a choice people really ever have to make of if they're going to pick Georgia or not because we don't like – we like the uh, what's known as the NIT – Mm-hmm. And it stands for a National Invitational Tournament. Okay. But the rest of the world knows it as not in the tournament. Ooh. Okay, I'm getting yeah. educated here today. This is so, so good. Um, but yes, guys. <laughs> that was March a tangent Madness. about March yeah. Madness. But for real, be on the lookout for an email about how to win some prizes. Make that bracket. Even if you know nothing about basketball like myself, uh, just do the color method like I do. It's great. And you will probably do much better than your friend who does know everything about college basketball (laughs) and thinks they have a leg up because they don't. Just on sheer luck. (laughs) Yeah, because the chances of being right are so thin. I know. But Mackenzie, what's really exciting about this episode is that we have some very special guests who are going to be joining us. We do. Which is so exciting. We've got Joseph and Neely Painter who are Uh, joining us. They are incredible. And then we also have the famous Aaron and Karen Collier. I am so excited, y'all. I love these four people very much, and so I cannot wait to sit down with them and interview them today. It's going to be really fun. I'm excited to hear just any kind of like behind-the-scenes fun stuff, stories about their you know, wind-shaped mm-hmm. connection, their uh, wind-shaped stories, maybe some, I don't know, some things that we could learn from mm-hmm. them about their experience, some people that have made an impact on them yeah. even to this day. So 
Uh, cannot wait for those conversations. Me too. I know I'm always interested to learn and soak up any wisdom that they have. Um, and so, yeah, I'm very excited for that. Um, well, Matt, I think we should kick off our first segment of today. That's a fantastic idea. Yeah, and guess what? It has all to do with you. I am so honored. What's the what's the name of the segment? So this segment, y'all, is called Ask Matt, and that that does apply to yes, me. That that makes sense. Does, okay. it is all about you today. Um, and so what is really cool is we got to ask um some questions to our Instagram followers. Okay. Um, really just able to ask you anything that they have on their mind according to wind shape, and so, um. We got a lot of submissions back, and we're super excited to ask you some questions today. Well, I will do my best to answer them. So this was, were they given like any kind of direction, like ask about this, or was it just whatever? Yeah, um, it was uh, specifically wind-shaped questions, but we got some other funny questions okay. too, um, okay. which I had a ball going through and reading them for sure. Um, shout out to y'all who, you know who you are. Um, but the questions I'm going to ask you today are specifically about wind-shape. Okay. Um, and so y'all, the last podcast we did, um, we introduced Matt and, you know, he has not been around the wind shape world for too long. Um, he is pretty new, um, but he is not new to the camp world in general. That's correct. Um, so we felt appropriate to ask this question. Um, and so this first question is what is your funniest camp memory? Funniest camp memory. Okay, I am going to go back to, again, my counselor days mm-hmm. uh, back at, shout out to Camp All-American, mm-hmm. um, and one of the, I'll call this funny, I'll call it ironic, and I'll call it random. Okay. Okay, can I okay. qualify I like that, that much? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but there was a, a girl who worked with me at after camp, and one of our directors had her engagement ring on. Mm-hmm. And decided that uh, she was like, hey, put this on this girl's finger. And I was like, that's, you know, kind of random yeah. for me, a single guy, to be placing an engagement <laughs> ring on the finger of someone I was not dating. Yeah. But we did it anyways. Okay. Like, this was before, quote unquote, do it for the gram, because uh, there was uh-huh. no gram to do it for. Yes. So, yeah, back in like 1948 or something like that. Okay. It wasn't that <laughs> long ago, but this was early 2000s before some of you were maybe born. Um, just kidding. You were all born by then. But uh, yeah, so I got this engagement ring and put it on my friend's hand, and we took a picture. Wow. And where is that picture? I don't oh, know. Oh, man, I was just about to ask for that. I don't know. So that's a funny memory because it was like, why? Yeah. Why are we doing this? Hmm. That yeah. is interesting. So. That's, I applaud the boldness. Boldness was one word. Okay. Um, yeah. Ignorance <laughs> and blind stupidity could be another phrase okay. we could have used. We can spin it. We can spin it to know. bold. Yeah. Um, dang, that is so fun to just think about, think back to camp memories. Yes. Um, I honestly miss those camp days a lot. It's it's been a second. I've been out of the actual camp days, right. and I know you have as well. Yeah. Um. And we know that you guys are formers. Um. Y'all feel the same way. It could be several several years. It could have just been last year. Um. That y'all were in the camp world. But um. One question that we did get was how can formers stay connected to Windshape? That is such a great question, and we really feel like that was one of the main reasons why we created this mm-hmm. podcast yeah, is that absolutely. we wanted another resource and another medium for the Windshape Nation to still feel connected to what's currently happening at mm-hmm. camp and, uh, again, get to hear from some familiar mm-hmm. voices and hear some fun stories because we know when that happens, it it stirs up your own memories and your own right. experiences and and just helps keep those fresh. So this podcast, for mm-hmm. sure, yep. is a great way to do it. Another great way is uh, with our Facebook group and really just social media in general. So we think about, yes, join the Facebook group. It's doing really well, several hundred mm-hmm. strong. Uh, and that's, again, a great place to engage with formers, share fun stories, yeah. uh, but also get to hear, again, some of the current things right. happening with camp. And then I'll also say, you know, shout out to Formers Friday. Uh, mm-hmm. If you check out the uh, staff, uh, the Winship Camp staff Instagram page, again, another great chance for us to shout out our amazing formers. Mm-hmm. So check that out. And then last but not least is being a member of host team yeah. for staff training week. So 
We're still kind of working through the details of exactly what staff training week is going to be looking like. So stay tuned for more on that. But those are, again, just three that kind of come to mind of uh, a way that, again, formers can stay connected. Yeah, those are great ways and probably only growing uh, from here on out. So, yes. Yeah. Good job, Matt. I'm proud Thank of you. Thank you. I will say, yeah, on that note, uh, we are very much ideating uh, a lot of other ways that we can, mm-hmm. uh, again, create new ways to engage. And so if there are, whether it's platforms, programs, or other mediums that, as you're listening to this, you're like, man, it would be awesome if we had this offering for formers. Mm-hmm. Please, please reach out to us. Yeah, absolutely. Let us know because that's where so many of our great ideas come from. Yeah, we definitely want to hear from you guys and uh, hear how we can come alongside you guys as formers. So, yeah, absolutely. I second that, Matt. Okay, next question. Um, so, Matt, you do know by now that all of our locations, we have different camp culture groups. Yes. Um, we've got clubs, we've got villages, we've got squads, we have legacies, um, etc. So, I want to know from you, which I'm going to put you on the spot here because oh, you could, you could uh, ripple the water a little bit with right. all of our... Um, all of the pride in our different uh, camp culture groups, but I want to know which camp culture group is your favorite. Wow. This is a really great way for me to make friends in one group, Mm -hmm. but then maybe some non-friends in Mm -hmm. other groups. So thank you for allowing me this opportunity to really put myself on the spot. This is great. Um, But here's how I'm going to answer this. I'm going to answer this kind of diplomatically because... My son, who is Smith, he is 10 years yes, old. Yes, we love Smith. Mm-hmm. He, his first ever camp experience is going to be coming up this summer. <gasps> he's going to be at Cleveland. Yeah. Uh, he, and he's going to have a squad there. Okay. So I would have to say that, and, I, and this is, again, yeah. out of me just not knowing, I don't know exactly which squad he's going to be in. Mm-hmm. But whatever that squad is going to be... Will be your favorite. That's going to be my favorite. Okay. See, I like that answer. Yeah. That's a great answer. And I very feel like, safe. <laughs> yes, very safe because people can't be like, oh, he picked his son. What a terrible person. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> like, I, just, I feel like that's the best way for me to not uh, make any mm-hmm. enemies. Yeah. So. And Smith will be thankful that, you, so. that you chose his squad. Yeah. So. Um, okay, that's great. So... Um, great. So we know that you are a fan of the squads at Windshape Camps for Boys at Cleveland. Yes, hot off the presses. Hot That's off right. the presses. <laughs> um, but we also know, and y'all, this is like no secret. If you know Matt Peel, you know that he is a Braves fan. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Hardcore. For the A. Uh, yes, for the A. And so one of the questions that we got from you guys wasn't exactly Windshape related, but... We thought it would be great to ask you this anyways, too. Um, but what is your prediction for the Braves record this year? What a great question. And it could not come at a better time because you may or may not know that mm-hmm. this week is a very significant week in the baseball season because okay. this uh, well, actually started last week, but pitchers and catchers reported to spring training as well oh. as a host of other position players. So... The the sun for me is shining a little brighter. Mm-hmm. The grass is getting a little bit greener, a little greener, and that means that baseball season is upon us. So amazing! I would say my prediction for the Braves record this year. Uh, the goal is, as you all know, uh, last year was a much shorter season. They only played, I think it was sixty games. A hundred and sixty-two games are on the table for this year. So my word. My prediction for our record this year. Is a hundred and a hundred and two okay. wins, wins and sixty losses. Okay. So oh my word, we're gonna win the NL East and we're gonna go to the World Series. Okay. So, I would love that. Wouldn't that be nice? I would love that. Yeah. Now, if you want to know my prediction for the World Series, we're gonna lose <laughs> in a heartbreaking Game Seven. But once until that point, it's gonna be a great season. Okay. So. I cannot wait to play this back several months from now and be so wrong and know that we swept the World Series in four games Mm -hmm. to keep my anxiety low, but that's my prediction. We do need to set uh, a timer and a reminder for that time to go back and listen to this podcast. Yeah, this is is like putting something in the vault, Uh a prediction for the season. We're going to come back to it in a future episode and see how I did. That's amazing. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll remember that. Um, Well, Matt, and then I have one final question for you. Um, And it was, did Matt ever have a camp crush? 
Oh my goodness. Uh, it depended on the week. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh That's gosh. terrible. Um, I absolutely did have a okay. camp crush. Well, tell us about it. And it's it. <laughs> actually one that stuck. Ooh. So, Mackenzie, you may remember me <laughs> just a few minutes ago. Just a couple. <laughs> talking about uh, this friend of mine who I put this engagement ring on. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. It turns out I did end up marrying that girl. Wow. Yeah. So Foreshadowing. We worked, yes. More so than we could have ever guessed. So, her name is Beth. Mm-hmm. I've mentioned her before. Yep. That's my wife. Mm-hmm. This summer we'll be celebrating uh, celebrating 14 years of marriage. Oh my word! Which is crazy, but yeah, we actually met in high school and then worked together at at Campbell American. I know I've mentioned that before, but um, yeah, we worked together for several summers. We did not date during the mm-hmm. summer. If okay. my old camp director is listening to this, I can verify that we did not date until. Okay. Our last summer working Afterwards. was over. So, uh, yeah, but that, that was very, very important for us. Okay. But, yeah, we talk about that story all the time of the fact that we took our director's, like, her engagement ring, and I put it on Beth's finger yeah. without even thinking about it. So, would you recommend to, to the guys out there, the single guys out there, yeah. to go ahead and put a ring on it before they even start dating? It's a bold strategy. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It happened to work out for us. Yeah. Because it goes two directions, right? You can either completely freak out yes. the uh, the you know significant other yes. in your life, or they could think it's really funny, and you know the next year you start dating. Right. It worked out for me. Okay. Um, that way, but as a general rule, mm-hmm. no, I would not. I would okay. not recommend doing that. I mean, I would say I think I would be a little shocked if that happened. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if I would know what to think. So I don't yeah. know if I would recommend it, but also you just. I don't know, y'all. You never know. <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted to bring that full circle because it felt like a good way to tie yeah. in mm-hmm. one of my really funny random memories. Yes. And yes. And camp with crush. A, with your camp crush. And I would say that the crush has lived lived yeah. on. It's very strong right now. That's incredible. It's going very well. Oh, keep that crush alive. That's right. Um, dang. Well, cool. Well, I mean, with Valentine's Day happening recently, we just really wanted to spend some time today talking about camp love. Yes. Uh, y'all heard me in the last podcast. I love love. I'm like passionate <laughs> about people finding their people. You're a big fan. Um, even if it's not a person, just like fall in love with the Lord. Um, I think I am just start a fan. Start there. Yes. Yeah, start yeah. there first. That is pivotal. That is important. Um, but I just, I love love. Um, and so I just really wanted to, to talk about that today and ask yeah. you about that today. Yes. And um, even just at camp, y'all, those ERs. I, I know I just said the word ER and y'all probably all shuddered because mm. <laughs> it was so drilled into your brain. And we're not talking about the emergency room. Oh, no. We're not talking about that. No. What are we talking about, Matt? We're talking about exclusive relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, maybe you noticed that a friend of yours is locking eyes with mm-hmm. someone from across the room more than they used to. Yeah. Or maybe, um, you know, they're just getting advice about ha- how to handle a certain mm-hmm. camp situation from one specific person more than they used to. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, like, we, we talk about it all the time at staff training. We drill it into everyone's heads and say, hey, don't have ERs. Don't do it. Don't. But guess what? It happens. It always ends up happening. These crazy kids. I know. You can't hold them down. They just can't stop serving one another. It's crazy. <laughs> Um, yeah, but if you guys are Servant new staffers, leadership is something we believe in. Yes, Don't hear do. us not say that. Right, and that is like doesn't always equate to an ER. We want everyone to serve one another. Um, but it's it's here's the question: What's your motivation? Yeah, that's exactly. what we want to know. Is exactly. it truly out of that servant-minded spirit, uh-huh. or are we trying to put mm-hmm. a ring on that finger? Are you serving everyone else as equally as you are <laughs> that one person? <laughs> Right. That's what we want to know. Um, but by the way, guys, if you are a new summer staffer and you are listening to this for some reason, um, ERs don't ever happen at camp. No. Never ever. No. Uh, nor should they. We will shout it from the stage. We will make it very clear about those kind of elements. But yeah, if you're just, you know, wondering yes or no, the answer is no. Mm-hmm. So just if that helps anyone, that's great. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, we also reached out, speaking of our Facebook group, Yes. speaking of our amazing Facebook group, we reached out because 
we just wanted to know. We wanted to take a poll. Did mm-hmm. you find your significant other at Windshape? Mm-hmm. We have the results. We do. Matt, I don't think I've heard these results yet. Okay, well, get ready. Okay, I would love Buckle to Buckle up, because they're coming right at you. Okay. It turns out we got twice as many votes for no <gasps> as we did for yes. Okay, I'm honestly a little shocked. I kind of am too, because my follow-up question would be, for those of you who said no, why are you lying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, okay, I understand you can find your person For outside sure. of camp. Absolutely. For sure. But, okay, can I, can I just kind of give you another insight into the Peel marriage? Mm-hmm. Beth is not a fan of the fact that we are like a camp love okay. story. That's wow. not her favorite fun fact about us. Interesting. So if you talk, like, if you meet her, which I hope all of you get to do, because um, she's fantastic. But if you ask about our story, I'll be the first one to say that, like, we started dating after we worked at camp. And she'll be like, yeah, but, like, it's not, like, a camp love story because mm. we met in high school. That part's true, but we didn't like each other in high okay. school. Okay. It all so, happened at camp. Yeah. So... For her, she might have said no, but the truth is, it was yeah. a yes. You know, like, now that I think about it a little bit more, it does make sense that there are more no's than yeses. Yeah. And I think, I, so I worked at Windshape Camps for Girls at Young Harris, and we are an all-girls camp. Um, and so we, there were never really any moments that we would ever uh, interact or be around any male staffers. Um, and the same goes for one shape camps for boys at Cleveland and one shape camps for girls at Coyote Springs. But really like the only places I think that, uh, it is co-ed is day camps. And even I would say Mount Berry, yes, they're separate, but sure. you know, they have some, some weekend time and some off time to like hang out with each other. Separate, so. but Closer proximity. Yeah. Close, yeah. <laughs> so, I, okay, those those poll results are making a little bit more sense now. Okay. Um, but that is really cool. I need to go and look and see who said yes and just just to peruse a little bit. It wouldn't be a bad idea to just do a little bit of recon. Yeah. Kind of kind of check into it and just and just see how you know how those yeses are mm-hmm. or how they're doing. Yeah. We just want to know. And uh, honestly. It, <laughs> Probably two people that answered yes on there uh, we'll be interviewing uh, in just a second. Um, we have some couples joining us um, for the next little part and segment of our former's podcast today um, that did meet their significant other at camp. We talked about them already at the beginning of this podcast, uh, but here with us first are Joseph and Neely Painter. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Hey, What's y'all. up? Super glad to be here. Thanks for having us. (laughs) Oh, it is truly our joy to have you guys here today. Um, It has been a second since I've seen y'all, so it's just really refreshing to see your faces today. It is, and we are excited to have y'all here. We've got some questions that uh, we think will just help. Uh, Honestly, our formers just get to hear a little bit more about your story and and kind of how Windshape has woven into that story as Mm -hmm. well, and so... We're excited to dive in, and so I'll go ahead and kick us off here. Uh, so for Neely and Joseph, this is definitely for both of you, I would love to hear just a little bit about your particular Windshape Camp story. So kind of how you heard about camp, how you got into it, and then maybe a little bit about you know the years that you worked and the positions that you worked and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So Neely, why don't you kick us off? Yeah. I said, I'll go first. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Yeah, so I am from Gulfport, Mississippi originally. I went to Ole Miss for four years of college, so made the long journey to Georgia in the summers. I heard about Windshape. I always knew I wanted to work at a summer camp after my freshman year of college and applied to pretty much every camp that recruited at Ole Miss. I think I did five camp interviews that my freshman year of college and my Windshape one was the only one that didn't recruit at Ole Miss. So I did that one virtually, but it was my favorite interview. And afterwards, I called my dad and said, I don't know anything about that camp, but if they offer me a job, I'm going to work there because it was awesome. And they called, I think it was around December my freshman year, offered me a job at Mount Berry as a counselor for first through third grade girls coaching soccer, which was like my dream camp offer. 
And I um, worked that summer at Mount Berry as a counselor for first through third grade girls. And then my second summer working camp was the summer after my sophomore year of college. I did international camp in Brazil. So I worked nine weeks in Brazil. I was a skill leader and so got to work alongside of Brazilian church volunteers and help them do camp in their country, which was an amazing experience. I feel like that was the sweetest summer for me, getting to go international and learn that camp can kind of look like a bunch of different things because I'd only seen overnight camp. And then that following year, I got to do spring break in Costa Rica, which was a blast. And then my last summer working at camp was the summer going into my senior year of college. And I was a tribal leader for the first through third grade girls at Mount Berry again. And that summer was really sweet for a bunch of reasons. One, because I met my husband, but also my younger brother who had just finished his freshman year of college was working at camp that summer as a counselor. And so that was a really fun summer for me getting into it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, see him there. Our younger brother came and was a camper that summer. So it was really awesome. But that's a little bit about me working at camp. Yeah, what about you, Jeff? Awesome. Um, so very much so like Neely, I knew after my freshman year of college that I really wanted to work at a camp. Camp had been a huge part of like my testimony and my like growing up. And it was like my favorite thing in the summer. I went with my church youth group. And I just had been so impacted by camp personally that I knew it was like, that's what I want to spend my summers in college doing. Um, And I had a best friend who went to a different school and we both kind of had this plan, like we're going to do camp together. Like we're going to keep our eyes and ears peeled for different camps. And one of his friends at Furman was like, Hey, you guys should check out Windshape. Have you ever heard of it? So he gives me a call and I'm like, I've never heard of Windshape, but they told me it's affiliated with Chick-fil-A and I love Chick-fil-A. So I looked it up and I think I had like three days to get my application in or something, but I got it all in. He didn't even end up applying, which is just kind of ironic looking back. But, <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> um, but, but, but so that's how I got uh, my interview. And um, I remember that just kind of being the only camp I looked at from that moment forward. I didn't know anyone there, um, had no connection to it previously, but I just like felt really good about it and was really excited about it. And, I ended up being at Mount Berry, same as Neely, uh, the boys camp doing, I was like a middle school counselor. And so I had like um, 12 through 14 year old guys and got to teach ultimate Frisbee and swimming, which was also like my dream set up. And it was just like, it was just like the best summer ever. And I loved it. And I had no idea if I, if I was going to go back or what I was going to do, but I ended up spending three more summers, um, my second summer was the summer that we met and I was the Shawnee travel leader. So a little bit younger group of guys, but not the youngest. Um, and then I, the next summer I was the event assistant at boys camp. So kind of went to the programming side of things and, and loved that so much and had a blast in the spring break before that summer, I did the same thing Neely did, but the year after and did uh, the international project over spring break and got to go to Costa Rica um, which was just incredible. And, and I had so much fun. And then this past summer I worked Windshape on as a junior counselor, Yeah, uh, yes, go on. which was just so unique and special in its own way. So, mm-hmm. oh, I love that guys. Um, thanks for sharing a little bit about your camp history and your story. Um, I would love for you guys to zoom in a little bit, um, to how you guys both met. You both mentioned that you guys met at Mount Berry, um, but just share a little bit about what that looked like. Yeah, so Joe's going to share most of our story, obviously, since he was the leadership figure as the male in our relationship. <laughs> but I will say our relationship was started because during staff training, my last summer of camp, I remember sitting in the Trudy Kathy White hub and it was about to be van training. And I was sitting Hey, there. shout out to band training. Shout out to band training. We love shout it. Shout out to band training. It doesn't call it a recognition. But I remember sitting there and in from the right door walks this group of guys from guys camp. And nope. a guy never really got in my eye before. But I remember thinking Joseph was the cutest guy I'd ever seen in my life. Turning to Jen Honan, who was sitting next to me. And she was actually... A, 
She was actually a bridesmaid in our wedding. So she was there when it all started and saying, who is that guy? And her saying, that's Joseph Painter. He's the Shawnee TL. Because I wasn't there the summer before. She was like, he's kind of the big deal at boys camp. (laughs) (laughs) I will tell y'all, I probably don't remember one thing from the van training, except that Joe was three rows in front of me. And I stared at the back of his head the entire time because... Neely, that's also a shout out to how tall he is. So I get that. <laughs> yeah. You it could be 10 rows behind and he's still blocking your view. True. It was the Lord's blessing that I didn't really drive a van that summer. <laughs> I don't know how well trained. She won't ready for it. Yeah. That is hilarious. <laughs> that, that is so funny. Um, and then that same staff training, maybe it was the same day or a couple of days later. I just had, I don't even remember who it was, but one of my friends at boys camp was like, we're just sitting around after a session and they're like, well, hey, Joseph, the Chippewa TL kind of thinks you're cute. And I was like, Ooh. really? Interesting. Tell uh, me I had more. no clue who the Chippewa TL was, but I was flattered that someone thought I was cute. Um, <laughs> and then, I, but, but then after that, nothing really happened. Like I didn't think anything of it. Um, and boys and girls camp really don't, especially after staff training, don't interact a ton. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it wasn't for a couple of weeks later at Indian summer, which is an event that we used to have, which is one of like the two events boys and girls camp got together for. Uh, I remember kind of walking up with, you know, my group of shiny year old kids and just seeing that the Chippewa TL, you know, in her natural habitat, talking to a little camper. And I was like, <laughs> in her natural habitat. Yes. I was like, that girl is really cute. And I kind of connected to the dots. Oh, that's the Chippewa TL. She kind of thinks I'm cute. I think she's really cute. And all of a sudden I just like had this, this camp crush. Right. Which was so ironic because I had people always talk about like meeting their crush or significant other at camp. And that's like a, always in people's head, but being from North Carolina, I just figured any of the girls I met w- would have been from Georgia. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm not really trying to get into a long distance relationship. That's not why I'm here. Yeah. Well then, you know, fast forward a couple of weeks and it's like an off weekend and um, I walk into Swift and Finch, which is like the popular Rome coffee yes. shop that everyone Absolutely. goes to. Shout out to Swift and Finch. Man, yes. And, yeah, shout so out to good. Swift and Finch. And lo and behold, there's Neely just sitting there at a table. And I, you know, found some, I, I guess I was a little more confident because I knew that she kind of thought I was cute. And so I just, <laughs> put up, I just put up a chair and started talking to her. <laughs> yes. And come to find out that she's, one, amazing. We sat there for three hours, but also she's from Mississippi, which is like, way farther than Georgia. Um, but we, we had like the best conversation and like got each other's phone numbers and kind of throughout the, throughout the rest of the summer, anytime we were off, we would just text and say, I like, hope your session's going great. Like thinking about you. And we were both really in a lot of prayer for each other as the summer went on. And then it got kind of close to the end of the summer. And it was like the last week of camp. And we just happened to have the same off day. Um, and I would kind of have like the camp crud, like I, I needed to like go to urgent care and just like get some medicine. And I told her I wasn't feeling great. And I was kind of reluctant to go to the doctor. And she was like, well, you really need to go. Like, what if I go with you? Wow. And so, what what a like, nice that's gesture. That's probably the boldest I've ever been. I remember that's calling my mom movie. and being like, mom, there's this girl who I have a crush on. And she told me she'd go to the doctor with me. And I, <laughs> my mom was like, well, go. <laughs> Well, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? And so, I mean, I, I have this vivid memory of, I mean, and I had never talked to her outside of like Swift and Finch and then like a couple of times in passing at camp. And sure. next thing I know, we're just sitting at urgent care in Rome and I'm filling out medical stuff and she's just sitting beside me. And I'm like, what have I gotten myself into? Um, and my heart's beating fast because I have this crush on her and I don't feel good. Yeah. <laughs> We know like, please don't check my blood pressure right oh now. It's gosh. not a good time. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a good time. And then it's also like a really good time. You know, <laughs> we, end up, we end up spending the whole day together of our off day and like kind of address like sitting in Panera Bread. We were like, hey, I just have to be honest with you. I really have feelings for you. But we also live like 10 hours away. Um, and that that stinks. And so we didn't really didn't really know what we were going to do. And so we kind of just committed to spending the next like week of camp praying about it. And then we, we went on a walk the day that we were about to both drive like four hours in opposite directions. And we were like, we just had this piece about kind of giving it a shot. And 
that's that's how it happened. And so then we we dated long distance for two years, and then kind of got engaged my senior year. So she's a year older than me. So her master when she got her masters, I was in my senior year of college. Got engaged around right before Christmas, and then we just got married in November. Yes. Congratulations, guys. Yeah. So awesome. I love that. We love love. <laughs> I don't know if I've mentioned that yet on this podcast, Huge but we love fans. it. Huge fans. Yeah. Fans um, of love. <laughs> fans of love. Fans of you guys. Um, that's incredible. Um, so you mentioned that Jen Hanane was a part of your wedding party. Um, were there any other people on both of y'all's sides that were from Windshape in your wedding party? Yeah, for me, Noah Blaylock, who was the summer that I worked after we met, he was like my boss when I did events and we got really tight and he was a, a groomsman at my wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. it's special for sure. Yeah. And Jen was a bridesmaid for me, which was super fun. I feel like she's really the only person who walked through that entire summer so closely with me. So she kind of knew everything. So mm-hmm. yeah, she was there too. Incredible. Camp friendships are so cool. They're some of the most lasting friendships that you'll probably ever have. You get to just know each other at such a deep and vulnerable level. Yeah. <laughs> um, dang, that's so cool. Thanks, y'all, for sharing a little bit about your story and, um, yeah, how Windshape played a part in it. I just think that is so, so incredible. It really is. And, Ken's what I was thinking, I was trying to kind of add up in my mind the hours of service that both Neely and Joseph have had in oh, camps. Yeah. I mean, thinking about... You, you really have gotten to experience a lot of different aspects of mm-hmm. camp with international and, and with boys camp and girls camp. and Even um, on. Yes. Mm-hmm. And with on, obviously, probably the most unique program we'll ever have. Right. Um, but thinking about kind of all of those years of experience and, you know, hopefully some critical development for you. I'd love to hear just kind of as a closing thought as we, as we wrap up our time, is there a particular maybe theme year or a particular uh, leadership talk or something that sticks out to you that you feel like is really helping you uh, communicate in your marriage, develop in your marriage, mm-hmm. something like that. Anything that might stick out for, for either of you kind of reflecting back on that time? I think for me, this may um, not be super relationship centered. I think I don't know how um, experienced I feel giving relationship advice since we've been married for a whole three months. But I feel like something for me that people at camp really reaffirmed me of a lot was that relationally, you know, you don't have to go searching for someone whenever you find someone um, to date or end up marrying, they'll probably be running after Jesus the same pace as you. And I think that was really great advice, but I must say a lot of times in college, I found myself doubting that and feeling like, you know, maybe I need to dumb down my relationship with Christ or slow down so a qualified guy can catch up. Um, And I think meeting Joe at camp and really seeing that he was someone who was running after Christ the same speed as me, um, I think my encouragement and piece of advice that someone at camp gave to me, I want to encourage someone else with that you don't have to slow down chasing after Jesus. God will put that person next to you who will chase after him with you. Um, And I think I saw so many great guys at camp all this summers I worked, but it never seemed that any of them were interested in me. And I think that you know, it was tempting to be like, I'm not going to pray in front of that group or lead that devotion because I don't want to intimidate a guy into thinking that I would walk all over him and leave him. But to know mm-hmm. that I didn't slow down, I kept running after Jesus and God put that person in my life who encouraged me and was attracted to that um, mm-hmm. was something I think I took away from all those summers. Yeah. That's incredible. That was great. Um, for me, I think it just a lesson that really ended up helping in my relationship with Neely as we started dating and then has helped in marriage. But it was a big lesson that I learned kind of cumulatively from camp. And I think a lot of from the people who, when I got started in camp who were older than me and I looked up to as mentors was um, being like a, a, a man following the Lord. It's really tempting 
because we live in such a culture that, you know, it's all about, you know, how can I appear in such a way that I please others? Um, and, and the thing that Wendy gifted me so much was giving me this desire and kind of the focus to shift. It's like, no, how can I please the Lord? How can I be a man whose priorities are in line with the Lord rather than what other people desire from me and what I think looks impressive to other people? And I think, and especially like, you know, when you're in college and so much of your focus often as a guy is getting a girlfriend and being a, like looking attractive to girls. And I, I think that was a constant thing that anytime I was at camp and around this group of mentors and guys, it was, you know, maybe that should not be my focus. Maybe it should be like, let, let, how can I look more like Jesus? How can I align myself more with what the Bible says a man is rather than what I think these you know, the girls in my life or what, what everyone is telling me I need to try and look like and try and be like. And I think that more than anything prepared me to then kind of be the man that Neely needed um, and like the, that the Lord had for her and when we met um, and has helped a lot in our marriage, the more that I fix my eyes on that rather than the worldly standard of what I should be. Right. Dang, preach it, y'all. Those are two beautiful Mm -hmm. answers, and we did not give you that question ahead of time. So great (laughs) job working with, uh, (laughs) as baseball season approaches, working with that little curveball there. Mm -hmm. You did very, very well. I loved it, but I I loved the authenticity that was coming out of both of you as you just talked about. Uh, Again, thinking about camp not just as this kind of temporary summer experience, but something that can live on well beyond when it comes to your spiritual development, um, your development relationally, and, and again, how those things can, and, and it's cool, like those elements will uh, find their way into your marriage and encourage you and, and build you up, and thank you guys for sharing that with us. Yeah, we really appreciate that. Well, dang, guys, I know that was short, but it was sweet. It, I, well, I gotta say it. It yes, was good. But it was awesome. And we are just so thankful for both of you mm-hmm. joining us and just taking the time to share more of your stories. I know I got to learn mm-hmm. some new things and yeah. get to be encouraged by you all. And I know that those listening to the podcast will for feel sure. the same. Yeah, absolutely. I was too, guys. Uh, y'all are a wealth of knowledge and wisdom. And it was so good to have you guys on the show today. Yes. Joseph Neely, thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank y'all so much. We know that our marriage, much less who we are as people and spiritually would not be the same without one shape. So we're really grateful that y'all would let us speak on here. Totally. Thank y'all so much. We really appreciate it. Thank you guys. Have a good day. All right. Talk to y'all later. You too. Bye. Bye. Once again, we want to thank the painters so much for joining us. And you know what, Mackenzie, I think we're going to keep the party rocking and rolling here with our next awesome couple who's going to join us. So we're going to go ahead and bring in Aaron and Karen Collier, who are going to be joining us next. Um, well, Karen and Aaron, it is so great to be with you guys today uh, and just hear a little bit more about your story. Uh, I don't think I've seen you guys since on, I think would be the last time, right? Yeah, it's been it's been a while for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Matt and I can't wait to hear a little bit more about your story, uh, all the camp love things. Um, but we would really just love to hear you guys introduce yourself first. Um, and then we'll just dive into some juicy camp questions. Oh, wow. <laughs> juicy. <laughs> Didn't know that was going to come out of my mouth today. <laughs> All right. Uh, Aaron, why don't you kick us off? Hey, everybody. My name is Aaron Collier, and uh, I worked seven years of Windshape Camps. And I currently am the children's pastor here at Piedmont Church in Marietta, Georgia. And my side hustle is I sell travel because, you know, why don't, why don't, why doesn't everybody have a side hustle? (laughs) (laughs) And I am Karen Collier and I worked camp for five years and I am the preschool director at Piedmont Church in Marietta, Georgia. And I also have a side hustle and I actually write curriculum for Orange which is a um, for two five two group, which is a curriculum that a lot of churches use throughout the world. So yeah, absolutely. We have a lot of friends at Orange. We love them dearly. Yes. <laughs> All right, I've got a question. Bef- this is like a pre question, kind of okay. before we the go pre. into stories and stuff. When you first heard that we wanted you to be on like the Valentine special podcast, 
what went through your mind? Like, what were you guys thinking? So I would say I LOL'd out loud. Like I just laughed. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was like, you laughed out loud, I, out loud. I laughed out loud, out loud. Cause I've been listening in every podcast that there has been. Mackenzie loves camp love. I've started oh. to learn that about you. Yep. And right. uh, so I was like, wow, what an honor. Like, this is like a trophy from Mackenzie. <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel honored that you think that. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like for me, it was just like almost our entire camp life was us married. And so I feel like that's just normal. And like most people just knew us. I will say the funniest thing about camp being married for as long as we were is we would like go into communities and people wouldn't know we were married. And then <clears throat> it would just get really awkward really quick. Oh no. Yeah. You really have to quick. be like, Hey, we're married. Like it's okay it's, that we're like it's a cool. yeah. together. You know, have like, I can, I can, I'm, as a director, I can hold her hand. This is not an HR violation. This is not weird. Let's not, <laughs> let's not all get really strange about this real quick. Yeah. Like, do you need signs like Mr. And Mrs.? Like what, what would help everyone feel better in this moment? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I love it. Well, like I said, we're just thankful to have you all here and excited to get to hear a little bit more about kind of what Windshape has meant to you. And, um, you know, again, just a little bit more about your story. So I'll kick us off. I would love for both of you to really just kind of, you've kind of shared a little bit about it, but uh, just go into a little bit more about your Windshape story, maybe even how you heard about it, how you got connected and plugged in. And uh, so Karen, if you wouldn't mind just kind of kicking us off and, and sharing that with us. Yeah. So I heard about Windshape Camps through the Aaron Collier. Um, we actually went to college together at University of Mobile, Go Rams. Going. And Erin yes. was the campus rep for Windshape, <clears throat> and it was actually my senior year in college, and so I kind of came into the camp world a little later than most people, but Erin um, and I were kind of talking at the time, and I just remember he went to campus rep weekend, and he was like, he texted me, I remember I was sitting on my couch in my apartment, and he's like, hey, my supervisor just said that we really need like specialty positions. And I was a musical theater major in college. And so he was like trying to like weasel his way in of like, we need actresses at camp. And I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> and um, I was like, it's my senior year. I don't know if like really like the year after I graduate college, I want to go <laughs> work for a camp. But um, anyway, I ended up working camp and I thought it was going to be like a one or two year thing. And then five years later, we were still working camps. So. Yeah. Erin <laughs> is Amazing. very persuasive, um, but also I definitely prayed about it a lot and making sure that that was like the Lord's will. Cause I wasn't going to be that girl. That was like the guy that oh, I liked not. slash yeah. dating convinced mm-hmm. me to do camp. I was not going to be that girl. So right. um, that never happens yeah. ever. ever. No, <laughs> yeah. never happens. Well, and shout out to our campus reps too. I mean, right. just doing, doing the Lord's yeah. work clearly. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. I'm proud. Hey, there was no there was no rule about not recruiting a girlfriend. Oh, you for sure. Honestly, that's like our biggest person. recruitment tool. Yeah. Is boyfriend yeah. and girlfriends. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you may not be on the same team, but that just is a test. For sure. Like it's the Lord testing your relationship. Absolutely. <laughs> I feel like we need to redo our recruiting material yeah. now. Like I yeah, it's just it needs to more accurately reflect yes. what we have going on here. I'll uh, take this to Kenny. I'm yes. sure he'll love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he'll he'll be he'll be perfect. Down. That's incredible. Um, well, did you guys start dating during the summer then? Because I know you said you were talking at the time. Um, so he used his in that way. But when did you guys officially start dating? <laughs> we started and dating. I'm bad, I'm bad with, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm bad with dates. I'm going to go ahead and say it's a miracle for me to remember her birthday, our daughter's date, our son on the way's birth. Like, it's just a lot. It's, it's sometime okay. October. Or se- is it October? It's November. Oh yeah, close. Okay, you were close. That, within a month, yeah. Yeah. and at least you're self-aware. October, so it was, October is a special day, a special month. But yeah, we started dating in like the very end of November. Um, so we've been dating like six months when we started camp. <clears throat> that is awesome. And were you guys on the same team? Not when we were dating. So my first summer, we were on separate teams, and then for the last four years, we were engaged for a summer. And on the same team, um, which that was a true test of um, 
You want to know you're supposed to marry somebody, travel with them on a wind-shaped camps team on leadership for a summer, and you'll come out knowing yes. if you're supposed to be married or not. Um, and then actually, there's like a there's a it whole helps. TED talk in there, I feel oh, like. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it, hel- it helps you, man. It, like, you learn a lot about finances because you're using somebody else's credit card, and you're like, should we make this expenditure? Well, <laughs> the budget looks like it approves. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we love stewardship. That's for sure. Yes. <laughs> Correct. That is incredible. So then now timeline wise, how long was it? You said a lot of dates and years. How long was it from when you started dating until the point when you guys got married? We got engaged 10 months after we started dating. So or 11 months. And then it was like another year until we got married. So almost two years um, from the time we started dating to the time we got married. And Camp kind of played into that. We probably would have gotten married a little bit sooner, but we did not bless the people that get married and then go straight to staff training. But we decided that was not <laughs> the road we wanted to take. So um, wait, that happens. To yes, get- that has that has happened. That yeah. has, wow. we, do, we do not want to recommend you get married a day before camp or staff training. We just don't. But like- if you're listening to this podcast and that was you, praise you for <laughs> yeah. going through kudos. That. But the Colliers decided to get married three weeks after camp, which was also very stressful, but we were still very thankful that we did not do it before camp. I have also seen that a lot, the quick turnaround from camp to uh, the wedding day. Were you planning the whole summer? Yeah, that was probably what made it most stressful. Um, And also, like, (laughs) shout out to our leadership team from 2014 because um, actually- That's true. They were good. They were a good team. Um, and I had, there were a lot of times I just had to cry. And like our bride, like one of the girls that was in our wedding, I think you guys will talk, like we might talk about this later, but like <clears throat> she was on my team the year before and she ended up with 10 bridesmaids dresses at her house by the time <laughs> we got done with camp because we had so many fiascos with our bridesmaids dresses. It was insane oh, no. while we were on the road. And then we were like finding an apartment while we were on the road. And like, it was just crazy. And yeah. We the, wouldn't the trade best, it for anything, but it was so much best thing, The best thing about wind shape traveling on the road, too, for us is we never saw the place we lived before we moved into it, other than the internet. Wow. Literally <laughs> oh. everywhere we ever lived, except for our home, we saw internet pictures. And then we were like, right. okay, fingers crossed. Like, we had somebody <laughs> maybe drive by, and they're like, oh, it looks good. Oh, wait, no, it's shady. And so, but we survived. Like, we're here. Like, we, we, wow. we made it. That's but part of your testimony. Me, but yeah. for me, I found out about Windshape through uh, Melody Malone's granddad. So Melody what? is now with Passion. And Melody yes. interviewed me. I was a late hire. She interviewed me from the cabin across the street from Trudy Kathy White's house. Amazing. And we did it on Skype. And then I flew a week later to Worship Leader Workshop. And wow. I cried on my way to staff <laughs> training because I was so scared. Of, yeah. like, I was like, why am I doing this and uh here I was you know seven years later and uh yeah I, it was fun I loved it Windshape was literally it was great uh, my very first director was Brandon Colum so if you're listening to this yes, Brandon, he yeah. is amazing he's one of the greatest innovative people I've ever met and I had Will Marshall as well so I had that's incredible classic oh we love Will um, that's so fun. I like truly love hearing that. Also, like going back to the internet and like that being the only way y'all know uh, what you're about to get yourself into is very scary. So uh, I love that y'all are so trusting in that uh, and that y'all had great community to go check out the places, do some drive-bys. Um, that is really cool for your friends uh, in your group. Um, but yeah, speaking of friends, who I really wanted to know, like, uh, who from Windshape was in y'all's wedding party? Like, was that a place that y'all found really great community and um, brought them in as people to support you on your wedding day? Yeah, so we had a humongous Windshape attendance at our wedding. It was so much fun. We did every Windshape song that was written at the time. We got married, oh <laughs> you know, years ago, and we had a little dance party. Um, but I had, my best man was actually, uh, was... Uh, Tanner Davenport and he actually worked my first summer with me and he's amazing and he was our actor Uh, we became best friends Um, I had my camp pastor from my second summer his name's Trey Um, he was also Trey Vestel 
He was also um, in my wedding party. And I'm trying to think, I think the rest of Joseph Lanier worked camp. Andrew Cunningham worked camp. So a lot of them, a lot of people work camp. Some I recruited from the University Mobile to work camp. So, you know, again, you can make your best friend through camp and you can meet your spouse. Like, why, why would you not? Um, Yes. I'm so glad we're recording this. This is good. (laughs) Yes. Good content. (laughs) Those are the people that were in mind. And then Karen, I think you had, you had some too, maybe. Yeah. So because I'd only worked one summer. So Aaron actually, again, is great at recruiting. He actually recruited my best friend who was my maid of honor um, so technically she had worked camp. We knew each other before camp. Um, but Ellen Collier, she actually, we have the same last name. Amazing. Not, but related. not related. Okay. Okay. No. Um, I guess that would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so she, she technically worked camp in, uh, 2013 too. Okay. Yes. Um, and then I had only worked at one summer before and we got engaged a couple months after um, I had worked camp, but there was one person who just on my camp team from 2013, her name is Laura K. Richardson. She's getting married soon. Um, Ooh, and she was in my bridal party and she was just amazing and fantastic. Anybody that knows Laura K. just knows her heart of gold. And, um, but yeah, so even though I hadn't really known her like a super long time, just traveling and doing camp, we all know, um, the friendships that you make through camp and, and so Laura Kay was in our wedding. And then my honorary bridesmaid was Brie Sao. <coughs> Brie Sao. Yeah. However you say it, she doesn't we even know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, she was on our leadership team that summer of 2014. And so I just told her, I was like, girl, just show up in a yellow dress and you'll be part of the bridal yes. party. <laughs> part of it. She was, so. she was ready. She got one of those 10 dresses, I'm sure. And she said, let's go. <laughs> she said, let's do it. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That is so cool. I love it. Well, that is c- coming to the close yeah. of our interview. I feel like it went so fast. It went just like that. Um, but we, I don't know if there's any like parting wisdom from you two mm-hmm. about kind of uh, maybe, I don't know if it's a, a key marriage tip or a key thought, or maybe even just a, a way that Windshape has kind of impacted your marriage or something that maybe you just want to mm-hmm. leave us with as we kind of wrap up our time together. Okay, I have two things. My first one is don't forget to chase your spouse's dream. Don't just chase your dream. It's really important to chase dreams together. That's and I made that good. mistake. I made that mistake in my first two years of marriage. She chased my dream, but my wife is a musical theater major. So she wants to do theatrical stuff. So don't forget to chase their dream. And then the second one would be um, if you are interested in someone at camp, it can wait to the end of the summer. Yes. Like you don't have to, like, it doesn't have to happen right then and there because if you're not careful. Out. You're gonna get fired. Just want to throw it out there. Like you're, <laughs> you're gonna lose your job. <laughs> all all Amazing. the directors are so thankful yes. for your wisdom right there. <laughs> shouting in the car at home. Yes. That's amazing. Um, I would just say for us, like I don't know if it's like wisdom, but can't, something that camp gave us <clears throat> specifically with our roles, because I was an office director and Aaron was a director, and um it was just really cool how the Lord used those positions to like, we would have never thought that like I would be a preschool director and he would be the children's pastor at a church. And, um, a lot of times when we tell people that we work together, especially in ministry, people are like, Oh my gosh, I don't know how you do it. I would kill my spouse like working together, but it's just really cool how the Lord has created both of us, but also grown us so much because of our work with Windshape and doing four summers together. And then also, working on the year round team together. And so just learning one to be submissive to my husband because he was my supervisor at camp. Um, but also now he's my supervisor at church and in our children's ministry. And so, um, also in our marriage and just like knowing how to trust him and let him lead, um, has been really, really cool. And when shape kind of helped us, um, we kind of had to jump the gun on a lot of things that most people in marriage, it takes them like years to figure out. And like for us, because of camp, we were managing, you know, 28 college students on top of learning all these marriage lessons. And, um, 
So I don't think we wouldn't change anything about it. I think we might be one of the, like, especially with communities, like we did three years married and then one year engaged, which might be a record. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like most people it were like, all right, is. we did one married, we're out. It's a lot. And we just, you know, we're just so thankful that the Lord gave us those opportunities to learn and grow together. And um, yeah, it was just it's awesome to see where we were and then like where the Lord has brought us now and how he used camp to mold us, um, to be, we are, we are indebted to women shape for the amount of leadership we've learned. So I would say that she's right. It helped us so much in our marriage, learned so much, but also as individuals it helped us learn like who we are in Christ and how to better not only live relationships with our friends, but within a, um, whether that be, uh, dating relationship versus married relationship has helped a lot. So we are indebted to you guys. Yeah. Honestly, I think we all are to some capacity for sure. Yes. But, um, well, Aaron, Karen, thank you so much for joining us today uh, on our Formers podcast. I know I learned a little something. I don't know about you, Matt. I learned a lot. As someone who has been married for a few years himself, I love that thought of, again, chasing dreams as a collective mission, not mm-hmm. as an individual mission. I think that is so critical and so crucial. And again, we just want to say thank you all for saying yes uh, to this podcast and this episode. It was so much fun to have you all on. It's our pleasure. Oh, it's a pleasure. Oh, love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, guys. I hope you all have a great rest of your day. Shout out to the Colliers. Thank you all so much for joining us. And Kins, as we wrap this episode, one, I can't believe that the end is already here. I know. This has been so much it's fun. It's always the saddest part. It really is the saddest part, but we, we've played some games. Mm-hmm. We've had some fun. I've gotten to be asked some questions that yes, uh, I didn't know were going to be coming mm-hmm. at me, but yet I felt like it was so much fun and just had some great takeaways from both the Colliers mm-hmm. and the Painters. And honestly, for me, it came down to hearing about how their experiences at Windshape really have helped shape their spiritual development Mm -hmm. and leader development. And that was just really encouraging to me. And even that they, that Windshape played an integral part in their relationship and how they grew in love, not only for the Lord, but for each other. And even in their community, as we heard, like they had several people in their wedding parties that were from Windshape. And it's just really cool to hear. And I know that one day that will probably be me too, having a whole bunch of friends stand by my side. Um, So it is just really always so encouraging uh, knowing what our ministry does um, and how it can play a huge part. Uh, into um, your life moving forward. Um, We love the love, and we love that this was the theme for this month. But honestly, something I love probably equally is history. It was always my favorite subject in school. I always loved learning about the past. Yeah, and so... Um, what we're going to be diving into next month, guys, is the history of Windshape. Ooh. Yeah. I'm excited about this because I think I know a little bit, but I think we're going to do some more research and just learn a little bit more um, and hopefully talk to some cool people who know a little bit more as well. So yeah. I'm really excited about next month, um, March. Wow. Can you believe it? You know, it's typically follows February this time of year, mm-hmm. and we're so thankful it's going to do times, it again. Yeah. Most times, yeah. So if you've been like hanging out in the shallow end of mm-hmm. the history of Windshape, we're going to yeah. take you to the deep end. Yeah. And we're going to have some deep dives and it's going to be awesome. And uh, really what we would love for the listeners of this podcast is if you have uh, any ideas or thoughts about maybe something about Windshape mm-hmm. that you don't know, that you've always wanted to know, mm-hmm. like this certain tradition or this certain thing that you've always been like, where did that start? But then you think about something else, you don't answer that question. Mm-hmm. So if that's you, reach out to us so that we can help find the answer for you. Yeah, absolutely. Because that would be really fun. And so um, I would also say, again, encourage you like we always do to follow us on social media, mm-hmm. join the Facebook group if you haven't already, because that will be the best place to engage with us yeah. when it comes to preparation for mm-hmm. next month's episode. Yeah, feedback. Job descriptions, all the things. All the Uh, things. It's a really cool little forum. It really is. It really is. I think so. Well, that's going to wrap this episode for us. We love love. We love love. We love camp love. We love camp love. And we hope you've had fun listening to this episode. Yes. Cannot wait to catch you guys back here in March. 
We'll see you then. Bye, guys.